0: you're listening to the bearded theologians podcast hosted by zach bechtold and matt franks we hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com listening to the bearded theologians podcast hosted by matt franks and zach beck uh so this week on the bearded theologians as we were kind of looking and thinking about what we're going to talk about um this week we noticed in the lectionary that one of those great classic verses that's used in a lot of different places um popped up this week and so we kind of wanted to talk about that and so we're going to look at psalm uh 1914 and so zach as you as you see as you see that little section there that little verse there what are what are some things that, that that come to your mind
1: so, so Psalm 1914 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. Let my uh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And it is one of those classic verses. Um, and it's frankly, probably one that is misused quite a bit of, uh, you know, you, you've got to, you got to watch what you say. You got to do this. You got to do that. And and people use it to to bring people down, but it's, it's not a verse. For that, I um, don't think it's what David had in mind. It's it's this verse of praise and and hope of let what comes out of me be pleasing to you. Let what comes out of me, um, let it let it glorify you. You know, and it's it's this psalm of praise that David writes. And so when I when I think about that and I I take it into my own life, um, it's it's it is the words and things that I use. But it's also the actions it's also how i um interact with the people around me um in in all of that i mean it's 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 not just what comes out of my mouth because sometimes that doesn't meet the actions right um or sometimes the actions don't meet what comes out of the mouth and so so for me it's that reminder of just remember who you are remember where you are um and how how is that going to be pleasing to god today those actions those words um in and, and i think that looks a lot different than just being nice or not having a potty mouth or um you know i i think it's knowing who you who you're around and where you are and what what you need to say in those moments i guess
0: i think for me um the thing that I've always found interesting it's that my experience with it has been always um, used in the context of it's the one that's always used before a lot of sermons, mm-hmm. and um, I struggle with that a little bit because sure. then I feel like it negates anything you do leading up to the service, meaning that like none of that was brought to fruition. That like so, none, like I kind of feel like that. Oh, so then the rest of that stuff was invalid. And, and at this, like the sermon, like, and I think, that, I think that's my struggle is that then that puts the emphasis on like the sermon being the only thing that speaks the word of God um, mm. into the worship experience. And, and I have a hard time with that because I don't think it's just that. I think it's everything that you do in worship has an opportunity to connect people with God. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and so like when it's done just in that moment, I feel, and, and, you know, I know people will disagree with me on this, but I feel like that it's just saying that anything we did before then wasn't exactly what that could be. Um, and that, um, that that won't invite people in to allow God in in that moment. Mm-hmm. But we want you, you know, like right now in the sermon, like because by God, I spent X amount of hours on that. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is the important, this is the word of God. And, and maybe that's just me. Um, mm-hmm. But um, no, I don't think it is
1: because I've, 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 i talk talked to a lot of, of people who have ministries throughout worship, whether it's choir directors or praise, you know, whatever it is, whatever it, outside of the sermon, right, the people leading those things. And, and they struggle when the pastor gets up and says, okay, now it's time to worship. Now yeah. for worship, right, n- n- negating the last 45 minutes yeah. <laughs> of our morning. Um, Yeah, because it it is, Um, you know, whether it's, it's, we worship through our giving, or we worship through uh, our joys and concerns, or worship through singing, uh, or the sermon, it's from the moment we walk into the sanctuary to the moment we leave, it's it's all worship, right? It's like,
0: like I said, I always struggle with that. Now that that can be a great little personal prayer for you maybe before you start service. Like maybe like, I don't know um, how most people do it, but one of the things that we do at this church is that um, before worship starts about an hour and a half before worship starts, we have a team meeting where we go through and everybody, we, we kind of, we block it out in essence. And so we, uh, we always have a group prayer. Um, mm-hmm. and, and part of my prayer is that Lord may everything we do from pushing buttons to, um, singing songs, to leading liturgy, to mm-hmm. uh, preaching, to children's moment, uh, everything we do in that moment, may it glorify and honor you in such a way that people make a connection to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, and then our whole worship is designed with that connection, uh, together, uh, mm-hmm. that it's all one message and that, um, the um, the sermon is not necessarily the mountaintop experience it's not designed to be but it's really part of a larger narrative of the whole experience and then uh you know i would love for people when they walk out if they can say that there was one thing that the the service spoke to them on you know that that's more important to me than last sermon like if, if someone says hey you know the music this week was just spot on yeah. uh, your message this week then i know that that made the connection versus
1: like anything i right. said in the sermon right so cuz 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 those are all things we work hard on right yeah uh <laughs> maybe contrary to popular belief uh we work hard on on all <laughs> aspects outside of the sermon right yeah. um well what do we do when we take this into our regular life for folks who uh, are listening that aren't clergy
0: well, I think um, I think I think it's simple as this. Like, you know, um, I was reading an article this week about how, how um, parents in strict religious uh, groups, uh, when they're seen to be hypocrites, it causes their children not to be a part of that religious group. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember if I saw that on Relevant or somewhere. I mean, it was on one of those many things that you see on Facebook that you click and read and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it got me thinking about you know, with my girls, like, how am I practicing what I preach? How am I showing the girls what it means to go and work with the poor? How am I uh, modeling what it means to be a healthy, faithful Christian? And being honest with my faith with the girls saying, you know, there are times where I struggle, there are times where it's not as easy as I'd like it to be, you know, like, having those serious conversations with my children, I think is going to help them in their faith journeys. And -hmm. they're going to see where, you know, like, it wasn't perfect for dad and he struggled with this and this is how I did it. This is how I leaned on faith. This is how I needed the church to help him through this. And and I think we need to be more honest about that and be mm-hmm. honest about our sin and the forgiveness that we need to seek. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we become so, uh, I think pride is one of the biggest things that, that kills us and it is killing our church that we can't let go of that. Um, and that those words that we speak and the meditations of our heart, um, Really, and you, and you highlighted it through our time, talents, and service, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, I, I think if we model that in the authentic way that we're called to, we can live into this, whether we're clergy or laity, mm-hmm. but not just on a one-hour-a-week basis on, mm-hmm. on a, you know, 24-7, seven-day-a-week kind of deal. Um, and if we have that in a in kind of in our forefront, in our minds, that like everything we do is an opportunity to share the faith. I mean, could you imagine what that would do?
1: Uh, right well and it, I, I think the authenticity piece is is key right because we we live in this world where we we curate our lives through social media and some other things which um you know we we've talked about we've talked about the really good things of social media and we've talked about the really uh not so good things um but it's it's like we've taken this it, it, where we used to use it of. Well, I've, I'm, I'm watching my words and my words glorify God. And, you know, we did that in person. Well, now we do it on Facebook by sharing pictures of our coffee, cup of coffee and our Bible open, whether we're reading that Bible or not, right? It makes a good picture. You know, we, we curate these things that make us look really good and make us look like we're, we're doing the right things. But it's that authenticity piece to say, man, I had a bad day uh you know this is tough i i worry i doubt i have all of these other things that go along to help strengthen my faith
0: but i, I also think too that the, there's a flip side of that too there are people that also do the complete negative side to, to generate that sympathy yeah um that sympathy thing saying for sure um, you know oh woe is me you know trying to get that to make them feel like it. it's that false sense of making them feel better that you yeah. know if I, if I share that with me um and 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 there are people that do that. I mean, there are people to do both sides. Um, And I think that it's, it's truly being honest to who you are. And, Mm -hmm. and that's something I've tried to do is that on my social media, um, I really, I mean, I really try to keep it positive, but I really try to be a positive person. Like I, I try to be very optimistic and that things are going to be okay. Um, And, and some of it we don't know. And, Um, and so like, I try to portray that on social media and I also try to like, I want to be encouraging to people. I want people to not only dive deeper in their faith, but like, like be a good human being, if anything, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when we talk about let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. If we keep that in mind, like everything we do is to glorify and honor God, Mm -hmm. Like if we kept that in the forefront of our minds, could you imagine one, what we would accomplish? Could you imagine what um, you know, what things would be done in, in, in the Lord's name if we just kept that focus? Right. Um,
1: right. And, and, and to be clear, you know, it's not just social media that's doing this. This has been right. around forever. We're just more more aware of it, because right. we're, we're, we're exposed to it more, uh, where our pool of people was much smaller 15, 20 years ago hundred years ago we heard the good you know we heard the positive stuff and we heard the negative stuff curated in people's lives just in a smaller smaller range social media has opened that up um but yeah no it's definitely that and I think we have to have that authenticity just to say here's who I am and where I'm at today and I'm doing my best uh and and it's that let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and I think regardless of what that is positive or negative. If we come to it authentic and faithful, it's going to be good, right? We're we're going to move out of the stuff that weighs us down quicker if we can live in that world of authenticity. To say, "Here's where I'm at today. Um, I'm going to do my best," um, and and go from there, because it's no secret we Jesus. Some days are better than others, uh, and and sometimes it's easier to get out of that funk, and other times it's not.
0: Well, and I also think too, that, um, it's living in a sense of authentic life is, is being yourself, but not being ashamed of being who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and I think while that's a struggle in our, you know, emoji style world that we live sure. in, um, you know, what if we were willing to sit down and have conversations with people, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the stories that's kind of been a little bit inspirational for me was the story between um, Colin Kaepernick and the soldier that called him out for sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he reached out to, to to Colin and said, hey, you know, I don't like that you're sitting. And like, and, and they had it, they sat down and had like, Colin sought him out because he, the Marine wrote him a letter. And so Colin sought him out and they had a genuine conversation about what this could mean. And I think I think part of our problem in today is that we're not willing to have those genuine conversations because we live in such a, even though it's a postmodern world, mm-hmm. um, we live in the sense of modernity and that there's black and white in every situation and that um, I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, even though we're both like in a situation, there's some situation where mm-hmm. like both can be right, even though the answers are different. Right. Um, and that, you know, there are some things that are one plus one does equal two, and then there are some things that one plus one equals six, right. um, and we have to like learn to have dialogue and conversation with one another that will be healthy and fruitful, uh, and, and I think that that jumps back to what we've been talking about today is that if we let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing to you. Mm -hmm. if in every conversation our goal was to allow God's light to be shown and allow Mm -hmm. God to be made real to people. Um, I think that might change the way we think. Uh, I think it would, it would cause us to put some of our thoughts and beliefs to a litmus test of God and ask where God's, you know, um, how does the Micah six, eight test work on this? And, um, and, and I think that
1: that would be very helpful and fruitful for our world today. I think it would. And, Oh gosh, it would. I mean, just if if we could just forget about being right for a minute and go into conversations just to hear people, I think it would change a lot about our world. Uh at least a lot about ourselves and how we treat other people. Uh to to just enter into situations of I don't have to be right. I'm not looking to be right. I'm just looking to hear and to be heard. Um And and that changes, that changes the dynamic of conversations. It changes the dynamic of relationships. And we have to be willing to do that.
0: Well, and I think that that's where um, learning how to be an active listener is vital and key. Mm -hmm. And so, I I, I mean, I think that that's a great challenge for us today, uh, for this week, is how can you be an active listener? Mm -hmm. Um, How can you work on your listening skills to truly listen to someone Right. Um, and, and not necessarily put yourself in their shoes, but to hear it from their perspective, to hear right. it from where their hearts are and where their desires right. are and how they feel connected to God. I, I bet that would open you up a little bit more and, right. and challenge you in some ways.
1: The, the way I describe an active listener is uh, to we, we often listen to respond. And so we're formulating our response and not listening. Being an active listener means we're listening not to respond. We're just listening to hear. Um, and so as you're, as you're hearing the people around you this week, stop formulating your response in the middle of their conversation, in the middle of why they're talking. Simply listen and hear them out completely um, and know that you don't have to respond. Uh, know that you don't have to have the right answer. Know that you don't have to do anything but hear them. That is, that is being an active listener. And let the words of your mouth and the meditation
0: of your heart be pleasing to God.
1: For those of you who are not watching the podcast, I just mic dropped.
0: So, um, we want to encourage you to go, uh, on the beardedtheologians.com website. We've got some blog posts up for the first time in a long time. Yay. We Woo! want to thank our blog writers. And if you're thinking about being a blog writer for us, just send us an email. We'd be glad to uh, connect with you and talk to you about what that could look like. Um, go on our website at beardedtheologians.com and, and buy a t-shirt or a mug. Um, also, uh, if you don't have a podcast app and you're looking for a really good podcast app, um, I would encourage you to, um, you know, uh, look at Castbox; uh, they're a semi-partner of ours, and um, we really—I've really enjoyed using it. I've been using it now for two weeks, and it's great. Um, I used it on my trip, my eight-hour drive yesterday, and um, really enjoyed its interface and everything about it. It was a lot better than what I had been using, and so we'd encourage you to go on there. You know, like us, you can find us on there fairly easy. And most nice. podcast podcast apps, with the exception of Spotify, because they just their submission process is is just very. Peeping difficult and they never respond <laughs> no. um so i want to encourage you to just uh, stay connected with us uh, feel free to, to share conversations with us and um you know like us share us and um subscribe enjoy, enjoy the uh, conversation yes uh so for the bearded theologians i'm
1: matt franks i'm zach Bechtold. thanks for checking us out
0: We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we would encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.